At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Thank you for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. My name is Rob Snow White. This is Series 1, Episode 104. This is the second annual Tidal Potomac Fly Rodders Bluegill Tournament. You're going to hear my thoughts on how to fish a bluegill tournament, the flies and techniques I used, some on-stream interviews, and then some interviews at the meetup. And before we get started on the podcast, I want to do a little bit of shop talk here. So let me go over what's been happening in the last eight months. My steelhead jacket, is what I've always referred to it as, broke again in the same spot. Drawstring on the hood broke back in February. I sent it back to them asking for the jacket to be repaired. I had a steelhead trip in March. We know about that. That's been on a podcast. I didn't have the jacket to wear. Gave them another month, emailed, called, uh, got nowhere with the email, was told they'd return my call. This went on, you know, about every three to four weeks, I would call and send an email. The calls got me nowhere other than the jacket was there, somebody would call me back. I was even told I would be called back that day on one phone call. No one ever contacted me back, yet this company was posting all of their social media fishing trip pictures on Instagram. I'm a little frustrated. So by July, I know that this time of year, it's October now, bad weather's coming, I need my outer layer. And on July 10th, I sent an email. I called that day and was told, send an email to the president and to customer service. And the email stated, I sent my jacket back in February. It's going to be fall soon. I need a jacket, whether it's broken or not. Please just send it back as is if you can't repair it. And I sent that in and... I followed up on Twitter that I sent the email, no response after one week, two week, 
a month. No one responded. So about two months into it, somebody finally said on Twitter, after me documenting this, call them out. And I did. I named the company on Twitter, and that was what got their attention. It wasn't calling the president and employees. It wasn't emailing the president and employees and customer service. It was naming them as having bad customer service on Twitter that caused them to contact me via Twitter and email, stating my jacket would be sent back to me, and the fact that I'm a guide and I got the jacket at a discount price makes me not eligible for the same level of customer service as other customers. Now, my job as the fly fishing consultant is to try out products, brands, and recommend those for my clients and for the listeners and for readers. I do the hard work and I make the decisions. And through all of my years working in the outdoor industry and being a fly fishing guide, I'm telling you what you should and shouldn't buy. And I have a new outdoor jacket. It's phenomenal and I can't wait to wear it. But I just want to let you know that I was very upset and that there are companies out there that I don't want my listeners to do business with. And I'll leave it with that. I'm not going to name names on here, but I will be sharing who I think you should be doing business with on several other more podcasts to come. So that's my rant. Sorry it took so long. Um, It is October 4th. I was asked for my address on August 25th via one of the customers on Facebook. Never received my jacket, and today I sent my last email. Uh, As of now, I'm writing it off as a loss. I'm happy with my new jacket. That's all I can say. And the company that sells it answered AirV email, online submission, and instant messenger chat on their website. So that's the company I want you to do business with. Let's end the negativity and let's go have some fun catching bluegill. Good afternoon. Today is uh, September 8th. It's Friday afternoon. The temperature's in the mid to upper 70s and I am leaving... Rutherford, Fairfax now, to go fishing. Fishing for the first time really since July 5th or 6th. That's the last time I really set out to go fishing by myself. 45 minutes ago, the 2017 Tidal Potomac Fly Rotters fishing event started. This is the second annual TPFR Bluegill Tournament. The winners will be the ones that have the largest fish, the smallest fish, the prettiest fish, and the most fish. I am going for the largest and the prettiest. I'm taking out the boat. The stealth craft is in tow. I've got the battery all charged up in case I get out there a little later due to traffic and I want to fish the lake, well I don't want to, I'm going to fish the lake where I grew up because I know that better than any other water and we've caught bluegill in there up to a pound and a quarter back when I had a digital scale. In the stealth craft boat I have a five weight, a six weight and an eight weight. These are big bluegill and I want to be catching more fish So I want to spend more time catching, less time fighting fish. And I'm going to be making a lot of casts. A lot, a lot, a lot of casts tonight. The flies I've chosen are pretty basic. I've broken out the 
Mr. Bob's Lucky Day Poppers from the 90s. I have not fished these flies in probably 15 years. They've been like that previous episode of my office. They've been in plastic box in the closet for a long time. And then a dropper fly, I'm going with the HNIC. Pretty basic setup. The poppers have a small head so bluegill can eat them because bluegill have small mouths. And the HNIC is just a great overall fishy looking nymph. Unfortunately, it's probably going to catch more bass than bluegill, which is one of those weird things being that it's a, a beadhead flashback soft hackle nymph. I've got a chartreuse Mr. Bob popper and a black Mr. Bob's popper and then a couple of sliders in black. And those are all rigged up, ready to go. It's uh, like 8 to 10 foot tippet and then 8 pound dropper line. You never know what's out there. And the reason I'm choosing these flies is they work. That's pretty much it. Uh, tried and true patterns. And some of my questions and concerns about this tournament are if it's a bluegill tournament, specifically that only means a bluegill can be counted. It doesn't mean green sunfish. doesn't mean crappy. It doesn't mean red breast sunfish. It doesn't mean pumpkin seed. It doesn't mean largemouth bass. They're all in the same family, Centrarchidae, but they have different genus and a different species to them. And if I'm running the weigh-in tomorrow, I will not count anybody's fish. I'm going to keep track of all the fish I catch, whether they're bluegill or not. If they are allowing other species, then I've got my books covered. I have the TPFR printout tape measurer. It's a foot long, so I brought an extra tape measurer just in case I catch a whopper. That is inside one of those plastic sleeves you would keep uh, magazines or documents in that you want to protect in a binder. And I also have a notepad with a little pen from TD Bank. TD Bank sometimes has free pens, so you just want to you know, grab a bunch when you can. Keep the house stocked. In order to get the prettiest fish, one thing you got to do is photograph that fish as soon as it comes out of the water. In my experience, bluegills, especially the males, will lose their color very, very fast when taken out of the water. The oranges turn to browns, the blues turn to grayish colors, and the yellows just fade away. And that's about all I got for now. I'm going to the lake to put in by myself. Have a nice, quiet evening. My daughter is at a young lady's dinner playdate up the street. The wife is going to go work out and have a schwitz at the gym. And I made um, Provencal mustard chicken in the crock pot last night. And I've got some mashed potatoes with heavy cream and butter. And we'll put some chives on those tonight for a nice dinner while the kid is still away at her evening. Tomorrow, I cannot take the boat out to the same location. There's going to be a triathlon there this weekend, and people will be practicing. So I'm going to go to a different lake nearby and just fish from shore. Maybe I'll get a burrito from Chopotle and just hang out and nosh on that all day and just do some urban fishing. 
haven't talked to many other people about where they're going. I know Stankus and Thomas are headed to Occoquan Reservoir, at least is their plan. Told Scott that a huge muskie was pulled out of there the other day. Now he's upset because he wants to take his 12 weight. If I was going for specifically just numbers, I would find a small little pond or I would go to the tidal basin and focus under the cherry trees in the shade. But the parking there, you got to pay now. And where I'm going tomorrow, you don't have to pay. And it's next to restaurants and bars and convenience stores. So I have everything I need right there. So I'll check in with you from the boat. It's partly cloudy. Sun's probably going to set in about three hours. So I've got plenty of time. Assuming I don't get stuck in this rush hour traffic too bad. 6.30, let me get you caught up where we are now. We're at the end of the lake. And I have caught a total of... Let me check my tally sheet here. 13 bluegill, 4 bass, and I've lost 5 bluegill. One of those bluegill... Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Jumped up when I set the hook into a willow tree, and I got all tangled up, and the tip top of my five weight popped off. So I'm switching rods right now as I speak. I have been fishing the littoral zone, and you know that from all the other podcasts, meaning the shoreline. I've been fishing along the shoreline this whole time. Most of the fish, most of the fish are in about two to three feet of water. And it's pretty hard to see right now. The sun is below the horizon. And it's going down fast. It's getting cold out here. Been fueling up with salty Jumbo David ranch seeds. It's a little hard to fish and steer the boat at the same time. I am in the back of the boat, which is either the bow or the stern, depending on how you look at it as a stealth craft. Get away from me, mosquito. It's the first mosquito I've seen out here. There are midges. There are a lot of midges. There's a lot of very big midges out here. Not the Pat Dorsey kind. I'm talking three quarters of an inch long. These are, are big, big Midges coming off. Hopefully they, the bluegill let us think that my HNIC is a emerging nymph. I'm going to go to my old five weight now as opposed to anything else. So my five weights are all fairly old. And I've got the lake to myself. You can hear some birds out, some fish popping. The water's glassy. The only sound really is the noise from Dulles Airport. I've just finished up one shoreline, so I'm going to start doing the other side. And I should make it back to the ramp by 8. I'm going to turn on the boat lights in a bit. Maybe that'll attract some fish. Maybe I should just sit still and fish. I'm looking forward to tomorrow when I have to deal with all this stuff. The stuff in the boat, having to stop the outboard. Just a lot of things going on in this tournament in my boat. I wish I had someone to row me, which would be much easier. They could stop. They could turn, go exactly where I want. 
And now that I'm not fishing, my glasses are off. I can see that there's a lot of itty bitty little midges out here too. I saw a cardinal destroy a cicada. Never seen that before. And I've spooked a couple of carp. I don't know if they're grassies or common. You don't really get to see them until you flush them and they kick up the muddy bottom. A couple of turtles hanging out. People are setting up their grills on the houses lining the lake. It's about as awesome as you can get out here for a quiet night of just fishing by yourself. Cigar would have been nice. I'm going to turn this off and get back to the trolling motor. I'm going to go work the western shoreline. Go hit the docks, the pontoon boats, any other structure that might be in the water. See how the fishing turns on, hopefully, as dusk arrives. All right, let's get you caught up. It's 7.23. And when I said the sun went below the horizon, I meant it went below the trees earlier. And I'm going to talk to you while I am undoing a massive knot. I'm up to 16 landed bluegill, 9 largemouth, and 7 lost bluegill. It's getting chilly out. There's fog coming down the creek that feeds this lake. It's a man-made lake. It's a little creek that is fed either by runoff or by springs. It hasn't rained in three days, so it's spring water, so it's colder, and there's fog coming down. I was going to pause now and go get my hoodie, except it's been on the floor of the boat, and it rained the other day, so it's soaked up all the water. So I'm going to sit out here and shiver. I'm sure it's only like 70. It's probably only 70-something degrees, but I'm a little chilly out here. Again, the only sound is some airplanes and birds, a couple people grilling. There's a dude fishing a cove that I wanted to hit up. It's one of my favorite spots on this lake. I'm going to cut this now because the tangle's so bad. I've been fishing a non-slip mono loop on the popping bug, which is just giving a little bit more wobbly walk the dog action. I was on the phone with Holt when I hooked something huge on the popper and it went down and I lost it because I was distracted on the phone, but that's what happens. The big ones always get lost. I'm looking forward to a burrito tomorrow and more just chilling and standing in one spot and letting the fish come to me. I probably will sleep well tonight. I've been casting for a couple hours straight now. I thought about using the six weight and I had for a moment, but it was a bit heavy. After throwing a five weight, my six weights are overlined with eight weight line. That was just a bit much for out here. The eyes have been ripped off of the popping bug. The legs are still there. It's still floating quite nicely. These are, the way I was told was they're die-injected rubber bodies. And then rubber legs pulled through. Some crystal flash and some saddle hackle wrapped around the tail. That's about it. I guess now you could compare it to the new double barrel poppers, the small ones from Flymen. These things were ahead of their time. I really wish the dude had continued to make them because I'm enamored with this little fly. All right, I'm all rigged up again. I'm fishing a 2001 five weight that's it's heavy but it's soft 
It's got a gentle cast, a nice soft presentation. I'm seeing a different crowd out here at night than I would if I was out during the day. It's nice to meet some other fishy folk along the lake. It's getting cold, so I'm going to start casting again. And someone's going to have to clean all these sunflower seeds out of my boat. The neighbor kids want hours for volunteering. I told them they could help me with a boat. Just some of the stuff with my small business. So tomorrow, I'm going to get the neighbor kids over. They'll clean it out. Well, that was a fun evening. It's 8.09. I'm out of the water, headed home. I stopped fishing about 15 or 20 minutes ago when I just couldn't see anything. It's getting darker and darker earlier out here. I caught one big one. Not as big as I was expecting. Oh, you don't walk across the road with a black dog at night without reflectors. Almost hit some people. And I'm going 25 miles an hour. Jeez. All right. So this one was pretty darn big. I was expecting bigger. And then another huge bluegill actually swallowed the popper. So I had to do a little ad hoc you know, manipulation of my uh, hemostat in that thing's mouth to get it out. Caught a couple more bass. I don't know how many I caught in total, but probably nearly 30 fish tonight in about three hours. Not bad. Had a couple sightings of some carp. Nothing was feeding. They just swam by me. As it got darker, I turned on the boat lights, which is always fun when you have a stealth craft. The problem was I could see everything that was out over the water. There were clouds of midges. I could have used a face mask because I definitely got some extra protein other than the sunflower seeds out there tonight in my mouth. I'm going to say most of the fish were on the HNIC. I tied them up with three different size beads on them, and tonight I fished the smallest of beads, just enough to keep it under the surface, but not heavy enough where it would sink the popping bug. I think tomorrow I'm probably going to swap it out to something heavier and sink that HNIC down a little bit deeper to see if I can get some more fish to come up. I'm also driving home with the interior green Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi lightsaber color lights on in the boat. Looks pretty cool. When I started losing sight of the flies, it's also about the same time that the biting bugs came out. Seeing that I was wearing shorts, I was not having a good time out there swatting at my legs, trying to steer and fish. So I called it, motored on back, took the boat out, and I'm on my way home to go eat some food. Tomorrow morning, I'm probably not going to go out and fish until about 2. That gives me 2, 3, 4, 3 hours to fish until the meetup at the Tyson's Beer Garden. And I'll hang out there for a little bit so I can go home and watch the kid because tomorrow is the foxes night. The foxes are the moms in our neighborhood. The dads, we're known as the trash pandas. And we're getting together on September 30th at our house for a little fire pit, hang out, drink some beers evening because the foxes get together way too often. And I try to organize the dads. That's about all I can think of for what happened at night. Just, it's good to be out. I, I thank TPFR 
for having this. That was the motivation. And this all dates back to the founding days with the godfather of TPFR, Dan Davala, who always wanted to get this tournament going. We just never had time or initiative. And I got out. I got to fish. I got to relax a little bit. I don't get to fish too often. It's nice to be out when it's not work. It's nice to be out on your own boat. It's nice to be out in nice weather. It's nice to know you got a nice warm meal when you get back to the house. I'm going to go chill, literally, because it's getting chilly out. And I will catch up with all of you tomorrow at lake number two. And then we will follow up that with interviews at Tyson's Beer Garden. It's 1.26 on Saturday, the 9th of September. I've packed up my old five weight, packed up just as old, my one weight, with my itty little bitty reel with two weight line on it. I'm headed over to the other lake where I grew up, which is known to have some ridiculously large bluegill and some very big bass too. Scott and Thomas might meet me over there, so I'm going to head over there first fish as much as I can before they show up so they don't go after my big fish. And then I'll take them on a little walking tour of another spot. Sticking with the same flies, popper with a beadhead dropper. And then for the one weight, I brought my Colorado tailwater box. And I also tied up some size 22 worm flies using the little hair rubber bands from the pixie's pigtails. Every time... I cut those things out of her hair, I look at them and say, my goodness, this would make an amazing worm fly. So I'm going to try those out today. Got my bag of sunflower seeds. I got my big tumbler full of ice water. And I think there's a burrito. Oh, there! look, I'm passing the wife. Look at that. She's running to the gym. Hey, lady. She's running to the gym. Because that's kind of exercise. Who runs to the gym to work out and then runs home? My wife. That's why she looks as good as she does. So that's it. Uh, yeah. Got about four hours to fish. The kid is over at a play date, which is allowing me to go fish on this beautiful, crisp, late summer day. It's absolutely stunning. It's in the 70s. There's no humidity. It's going to be an awesome day to go fishing. All right, Scott, welcome out to my childhood fishery. How's it going? Fantastic, thanks. How long have you been fishing the Bluegill Tournament so far? Um, I started this morning around 7.30. Where'd you all start? Uh, Occoquan Reservoir. How was it? It's beautiful. I mean, fishing wasn't great, but it was beautiful to be out. I'd never been there before. Uh, Thomas and I were out in the canoe. Greg joined us in his new Jackson Mayfly kayak. Um, had a good morning. What patterns have you been throwing at the bluegill? I've been trying everything. Uh, lots of lots of poppers, lots of different droppers. Uh, Thomas gave me some rainbow warriors, which which actually did the best for me. Um, uh, is this the most you buggers. How much time have you spent fishing in Virginia prior to this? Oh, plenty of time. Lots of time. I, I, I fish the duck pond a lot for for sure. What are you tossing at them now? Uh, Chris. Uh, brown crystal bugger right now just got a 
uh, maybe an eight-inch largemouth bass on it. Oh, there's another. Oh, there's a bass right there. How uh, would you say in the categories of largest fish, most fish, smallest fish, biggest fish? No chance to any of them. Uh, everything, everything I caught this morning was right in the four. Oh. Oop, spooked him. Uh, in the four to seven inch range for bluegills and probably eight inch bass. All right. So nothing, nothing too outstanding. Thomas just hooked a sweet mimosa tree. Well, something about a bass. If you look, there's a huge plug in the tree. Over- oh, I caught one. Look at that. All right. On the one weight, because no wind down here, I can fish with the one weight. Yeah. We're fishing the a tailwater right now that leads to the Potomac. And I can tell you all where. All right, we'll catch up with Thomas once he comes back from lower down river. And it's uh, 358. All right, so we're on the other side of the tailwater now. How'd your day go, Thomas? It went pretty well. We uh, started out uh, at the uh, Akaquan Reservoir, uh, caught 20, 30 bluegill there. Nothing too big. Everything was pretty much between four and seven. Um, but it was fun exploring a new piece of water. Hadn't checked it out before. Saw some uh, ospreys, like the plane things, flying around, which was pretty cool. Um, they followed you here. They followed us here, yeah. We saw them at uh, whatever lake we're on now uh, in Reston. Um, caught a nice bass here. Caught a nice bluegill or two here. So it was a good day. You just saw a big one on the tailwater? Saw a big uh, bass on the tailwater. who was running away from us. Didn't, didn't want to have anything to do with us. Did catch a nice eight-inch bluegill last night, but I don't think that's going to win biggest fish. And I don't think my smallest fish will win either. So looks like I'm out of the running for the medals, but uh, all in all, good day. Fantastic. All right, let's go to the beer garden. Sounds good. Yes. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, it's 4.22 on our way caravanning to Tyson's, the back way, one-lane roads, the old Northern Virginia roads. The fishing this afternoon... Yeah, it was. It could have been a lot better. They both caught some fish. I caught some fish. We wanted some itty bitty fish. Thomas got a three incher. That thing was huge. Uh, the water clarity was off. It was pretty windy at the first lake. Like I said, I didn't even use the one weight. So we fished for a little bit there. I left the guys, went and got my burrito, came back, and then we started walking and fishing. And ended up fishing a lot of, we covered a lot of ground, or I should say a lot of water. Got in the cars, moved to another spot, fished there for a little bit. And it's kind of hot and windy, so we're parched. So we are on our way to the beer garden. I've never been there. It's only maybe a year or two old. To see if anyone's there early, and we're going to find out who they are and how they fished and what they fished and where they fished, and we'll get the rest of the story of the second annual uh, Bluegill Tournament. You can look up hashtag TPFR Bluegill Tournament, or people are also just using Bluegill Tournament, so you can check back and see the fish that people caught. 
going over a difficult run right now. Ooh, water's low. It's supposed to get an inch of rain coming up on Tuesday, so that water will not be low anymore. It's a good thing we're fishing now because fishing's going to suck for about a week and a half. Just give me a regular beer with right. no muggy business. This place is strange. I don't. This is a typical beer garden scenario. All right. In order to purchase a beer, you don't go to the bar. You go to a lady with an iPad. Yeah. And you buy poker chips. poker chips. Yeah. And each one designates a different. There's no prices on the beer. There's prices on chips. The chips are all cost the same amount. How many t-shirts have you bought in Washington, D.C. in the last year? eBay. Okay. It's a chip system. It's $8 per. And, and the food and the beers all cost the same. No. Unless, unless you're Art Noblack and you walk up and you're like, let me get the 11% beer in the largest glass you have, at which point they ask for three chips and a driver's license. Because <laughs> they know you're not going to be able to drive home. It's a strange crowd, too. It's, it's a, a mix of like... It's a wonderful crowd. It says 20s and 30s. Is that like the Roaring 20s? No, that's a specialty party. Well, I can't go it's to a either going, of those It's now. a going out social group of 20 and 30 year olds. I'm no longer part of either of those groups, though. I can't hang out with them. You're an old man, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So, did Trent fish the tournament? I did. How'd you do? Um, you know, I was a little disappointed. I had a couple preliminary runs over the summer. Didn't produce quite as many fish as I thought I was going to, but I got I got a two and a half hours in. It's productive. What patterns did you choose? Uh, Beadhead Prince and uh, Copper John. I think are the two flies I used. All right, Art. Did you fish? I He's, did. I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to sit it out, and that way, you know, there's someone here to be able to make a bipartisan decision in case of a six-way, eight-inch tie. Art, as a, as a non-paying member of the tournament, can you explain to me why you've crushed four of the sliders and half the fries already? Because he's in front for, of the sliders. For our registrants. <laughs> Art's date tonight is the box of sliders. What'd Where, you get there? They take your ideas. How many chips and what color did that take? One blue, one blue chip. Like Shaquille O'Neal, blue chips? Blue Lower chips. percentage. Yeah. Booze, yeah, yeah. That's what they allow you. Right. What's going on? Oh, man, just beer gardening it up. Yeah. How do you like beer garden? You want to talk about your fishing excursion so far? Today? Yeah, introduce yourself. Tell us what you fished and where and uh, how you did. I'm Eric. I fished uh, by my house up uh, Seneca Breaks on the Potomac. Some in the canal, some right on the side channel. Caught just so many tiny, tiny fish. It's unbelievable. Did you submit any? I submitted some pretty ones. I didn't get the email. Or I didn't see the email with the official roller. So I, I was going for the pretty ones. Did, Thomas, did you figure out how to order a beer? What? Yeah, how to order a beer here? Yes, I figured it out. I still, I'm drinking ice water, man. It's too complicated. I'm not waiting in a line to get chips. Yeah, okay, he just got back from Europe. He's been converted. All right, so what else, Art? We're gonna have to come by one day at the shop and, and get you on to talk about Montana. 
Yeah, yeah, Montana was really fun this year. I've never seen you drink such a petite beverage. I, that's why I asked for the big, large <laughs> one initially. But they a, wanted to take my identification. That is a demi-toss. And I was afraid that I would forget it, so I told them to just give me something strong in a more reasonably sized glass that didn't require leaving my driver's license at the bar. Did you park and walk over? No, I, I just stayed at work and walked over. Yeah, so I met. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't let me forget to get my... Look at that, playing Giant Connect 4. Yeah, this this place is pretty strange, I gotta, I gotta say. Not really sure what's going on here. There's a kids... There's a lot of little kids here. There's, there's a really skinny guy with giant cowboy boots over there. Live music. I'm not really sure what's all part of this bar... I'm confused. It's credit only? No, you gotta get chips. Chips. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, I said, yeah, well, guess what? Oh, he said, no, no, no. Give me credit. Do I get beer? Well, it's simple. You go inside, you get in line, you buy chips. There's three different color chips. You gotta buy red chips, white chips, and blue chips. And then you take them and exchange with the bar for food, wine, and beer. One color is domestic beer, which is downstairs. One color is German beer, which is the main floor. I didn't know that. And then the other one is for food on a different level. You want blue chips because it means walking the least amount of distance after getting chips to getting beer. Confusing. And while we wildly. have you here, let's talk about your tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yourself? I'm Greg DeSalvo. Um, first time in the tournament. It's good showing today. Um, How was your, where'd you fish? I did Aquan Reservoir today, um, and then last night Cub Run. And uh, Cub Run, ton of fish. Um, Aquan, ton of fish, but we got into some small ones, so it was good. It was good. A little bit of toe the wet sprocket in your ear. Oh, yeah. Any fly patterns work better than others? Um, yeah, the Griffith gnat was the, uh, the bomb.com today. Oh, yeah. That got into a mess of them today. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, go get your chip things. I will. You want to talk about your tournament? Sure. All right. Let's introduce yourself to everybody. All right. Andrew Sarsanello. Uh, I did the tournament last year and took home the most fish prize, fish in the stream that Greg was just talking about, Cub Run. It's about five minutes from my office. So it's my, kind of my lunch break stream. And then when the tournament comes around, I'm like, man, I get to actually spend more than 20 minutes here. Um so I fished there Friday afternoon uh, for about two hours, and it was just, like Greg said, there's just a ton of sunfish there. Um, Any flies work better than others? I always just go with an unweighted green weenie there. It's real shallow, just throw it out, twitch it, twitch it a little bit. Yep. Such different patterns from the same <laughs> little fish. What did he fish? Green weenie. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I was doing a fly with a lot of green in it. But. The stream's so shallow. If you have anything weighted, it just snags on weeds and rocks and stuff. So, and they'll fight over it too. So. Real? Yep. This is my issue also with? Is this a Michigan bar? We're in Virginia. I hope not. No, I'm sure. Well, there's a, a 20s and 30s go out group, singles go out group. It's meeting here, and I was thinking maybe that you got to wear your your college apparel. I don't know. To the 20s group. Probably not for the 30s group. Kids. I'm going to go get a beer. Another beer. What color chip are you going to get? I, I only have blue chips. Oh. Wait, let me see that chip. Damn, they have their logo on it. Yeah, you can't just bring your own beer chips. Your own fucking chips. Ruin my scheme. All right. I'm going to go get some frites. Palm frites and pork schnitzel. 
let's recap that now that I'm in my car. There's no band, and the wind has stopped. It's raging out here. The bar is right next to, if not at, the highest point in Fairfax County. So there a lot of wind was blowing through there. Strange bar. I've never seen anything like that where you purchase chips and then order a drink based on the color of the chip. But you don't really know what you're ordering, what the glass size is. I, it, there were so many, there were boots, there were steins, there were pints, there were flutes, there were chalices. I really had no idea. I drank ice water. There was a uh, little schnitzels. There were some fries. And I basically interviewed everybody that fished the tournament. It was a small crowd. Maybe more people are going to show up. I don't know where they're going to park. It's in a very strange location. And that wraps up the Bluegill Tournament. I think next year it'll be even bigger. Maybe we'll do a, another location that's got more parking and less confusing situations to purchase food and drink. There were all sorts of different crowds of people out there. There was some tiki toss going on. They had giant beer pong tables. They had cornhole. There was giant connect four. And there was a dog just walking around randomly that stuck its face in all sorts of poison ivy. And I told one of the owner's friends that she needs to tell her friend to go wash that dog off because anybody that touches that dog's face is going to get Yurushi all on them. Yeah, fun two, two days of fishing. Got to show Scott and Thomas. I got to show Scott and Thomas some of my home waters, places I've been fishing since I was a little kid. They caught some fish down there and... It was good. You know, I got a burrito in my belly today, and it's nice to go fishing again when it's not for work. I really don't get to do that too often, so I'm going to go home, and we got Ohio State on tonight, so we're going to DVR that and watch that when the boss gets back from fondue night. Don't know what else to tell you about today, but it was fun, and hopefully next year there'll be more people there. It was funny how we're all fishing such variety of flies. But that's it for now. Don't know what's coming up next on the podcast, but stay tuned. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. That wraps up the fishing portion of the podcast. Let's go to the winners. The smallest fish and grand prize winner is Merrick Rich with a 1 and 13 16th inch specimen. The runner up is Andrew Sarcinello with 2 and 5 8th inch fish. The most fish winner is Corey Sims with 106 fish caught. The runner-up is Stephen Butler with 96 fish. Biggest fish winner is Thomas Perkins with 8 and 1 16th inch. The runner-up was Trent Jones with 8 inches of fish, so to speak. The prettiest fish winner goes to Eric Landis, and the runner-up is Merrick Rich. If you go to tpfr.org... And go to forum, you will find the second annual Bluegill Tournament winners, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. If you just search for five exclamation points, you will find this thread. Hopefully, I wasn't too rude or off at the beginning with my rant. I just want my listeners and clients to know that if there's a company that fails 
to correspond with their customers. I don't think you should be doing business with them. That company failed me with its product twice, and it saddens me that I had to, you know, just talk about it. I'd rather talk about the good things, but we'll talk about that soon. And coming up should be all things CARP. Every time I try to edit the podcast, I go to a website and go down a rabbit hole and just keep finding more and more interesting things to talk about. But that is coming up soon, so stay tuned, and thank you for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. Freestyle Media.